What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the RXP Podcast, a podcast where a bunch of working professionals talk all about their love for movies, TV shows, and video games. Today is peer review for part two of Stranger Things season four. A lot of numbers in there, but it's finally here. We had to wait an additional month for part two, which are basically just two episodes. The first episode was like an hour and a half. Second episode was two hours and a half. It was basically like a movie. Uh, but we are here to talk all about it. Of course, my name is Matt, but I'm also joined once more by my friend Yasser. I'm back. I'm back. And they're back because it felt like an eternity to get there. And honestly, I hate it that there were only two episodes because I was like, what a tease. Because now we're going to have to wait who knows how long for, I guess, the final season. Have yeah, you seen that confirmed? Is it confirmed now? It is confirmed. <clears throat> um, there was talk about it going to be like, uh, they just talked about the fact that there's going to be a final season and they're Excellent. trying to kind of wrap it all up in one last go around. Yeah, you, you can kind of see where it's going to go from here. Uh, but for, before we even mm-hmm. like get to that point, we need to put out that spoiler warning. We're we're killing our time from part one. I think we waited like six minutes before doing a spoiler warning. We're like kicking it before the second <laughs> minute. This is a spoiler warning. If you have not seen part two, get out of here. Go watch it. Come back. And it's it's really good. Anyway, now that they're gone, let's talk about it. Let's just take a deep dive. <clears throat> Honestly, what... Just before we even get started, what did you think mm. about the two episodes being separate and then being so long? I thought it was a lot. <laughs> so we're yeah. talking we're talking four hours split between two episodes. Yeah. Um, and I thought it made the pacing really difficult. Yeah. You know, like there was a lot to go through and mm-hmm. Obviously, they had to set it up as much as they could with that first episode, mm-hmm. but there was just so much going on in both e- both of the episodes that it was just hard to really get a good pace for four hours of content. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot of downtime mm-hmm. and there's a lot of action and then a lot of downtime. It was kind of all over the place, um, in my opinion. W- what were your thoughts? Yeah, I think that the pacing really wasn't the best. Maybe not as much for episode eight. It was fine. Like, it was just a little bit over an hour, really. And it didn't feel any different than another episode. It was definitely where a lot of prep, and I felt like there wasn't a lot actually happening in episode eight. By the time when I finished episode eight, I was like, ah, I kind of just want to watch episode nine. Because, like, I I didn't really get my fill. Episode nine was a full-blown movie. Like, they're kidding themselves if they just call this an episode. Because even how they announce their name it's like the duffer brothers like it's in there like a floating <laughs> you know name drop like you would see in a movie like it it looked as if it was being presented as a movie and i just don't think that it hit everything pacing wise i i felt like the there were multiple climaxes in this episode yeah. and i felt the first climax, I was like, oh, gosh, I've got so much more to go. Like, this can't be it. And then the second climax, mm-hmm. there was like 20 minutes to go. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, no. Like, what are we doing for 20 minutes? And and that's where I think that 
if I had any mark against season four, it's how they split up these last two episodes. Yeah, I agree. I think the way that I look at it, I feel like they're trying to do too much. And because of the fact that they're trying to do so much, they ended up doing nothing at all. Now, let me try to explain. So <laughs> they clearly want to do more with this Vecna storyline. They didn't want it to end with this season. Mm-hmm. And so they want to, it seems like they want to stretch it out into next season and have that be a continuation of season four. So as a result, a lot of the things that we were expecting to happen in these last two episodes didn't really happen because there was no there was no final ultimate battle. Yeah. It was more just, okay, this was half the battle. We didn't win. Now we have to wait till next season for them to kind of finish the fight. Uh a la Halo Three. I, and I so, was honestly, no joking. <laughs> I honestly was thinking about Master Chief as soon as you said that. <laughs> so as a result, you have these four hours where it just seemed like there was a lot of planning involved. There wasn't really that much going on. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of downtime when you thought there was going to be a lot at stake. Like they're eating pizza at a pizza shop. Yeah. Um, they're kind of hanging out at a church while Yuri pretends to fix a helicopter for like 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. It's like there was a lot of downtime when we were expecting to have a lot going on throughout those four hours. Mm -hmm. And then the way that it ended, you're right. Like we thought that we had one climax and then we had another half an hour of, okay, well, here's what happened afterwards and how we're going to bridge into next season. I just thought it was messy all around. And to me, I felt like part two was like, Okay, part one, there was this beautiful gymnastic move that is occurring, and we're all loving every second of it. And then part two just felt like a faceplant, in my opinion. <laughs> like, I loved it. I still enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But it kind of took away from the season as a whole because it kind of left us hanging in a way that I didn't think was going to happen. Yeah, I, I, I don't want this to come across as too negative because I think ultimately this still was a fantastic season. But I really think was. you're right. Like, I... I think that there was a lot of fat here. The first part, mm-hmm. they trimmed that fat. It was every single second, every single dialogue, everything was put there for a purpose to mm-hmm. you know, bring along the story. And there was a lot of fat in this last, especially the last episode, but um, even you know, episode eight too. Episode eight kind of seemed like a filler episode in, in a lot of ways, in my mind. It really was, um, yeah. I, I did think, though, there was good in it. If they were able to trim that fat and work on the pacing, I, I thought they they really had it there. Some really emotional moments. For me, my most emotional moment was knowing maybe 30 minutes in, maybe 40 minutes in to episode nine, that Eddie was going to die. As soon as oh, he man. said, hey, man, <laughs> we're not heroes. Like I was like, dang it yeah eddie you're dying (laughs) you're dying today like this is it and one just the music the licensed music in episode eight and episode nine fantastic just like icing on the cake this entire season agreed but him just going was it acdc or metallica or something whatever the music (laughs) that he was playing on the guitar 
fantastic. I loved every single moment of that. And then his whole storyline of take, being the hero and dying a hero and not running away. Honestly, they did so much with him in one season that honestly, he's one of my favorite characters in all of Stranger Things. Like, I just really enjoyed Eddie as a character. A ton of character development. And I was really sad mm-hmm. to see him go. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I thought that scene was insane where they're having a rock concert in the Upside Down. That was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, And I agree with you. I thought Eddie's character was really good. And to me, I thought it was disappointing that he's the the one character that ended up dying. Like, out Mm -hmm. of all the characters, we get this awesome new character. And he's gone in one season, a la... uh, What was Joyce's boyfriend in season two? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Bob. Bob, yeah. I love Bob. Yeah. And it was just really disappointing because he really was a great character. And, I mean, we didn't even draft him. You know, we we were 0 for 6. (laughs) We suck at picking drafts. We were going for the neck. You know, we also, at the time of recording, we didn't know if this was the last season or not. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I I think that's where we really missed it is like we were expecting this to be kind of like the Big Bang and Mm -hmm. the finale. and obviously that's not what this was and as a result once again the plot armor was thick with our main characters here yeah well like it so like there were i guess a few notable deaths like dr branner was it branner or brandon i can't remember brenner so neither perfect uh dr (laughs) brenner um he died you know i was so mad at him the entire time um i was kind of happy very unlikable yeah very unlikable (laughs) no one's gonna miss him the one bully that was like beating up lucas and like when they opened up the upside down it basically melted his body in two which so like he's yeah that was a tough look he's not coming for season five (laughs) like what a terrible place to lie down (laughs) like (laughs) sorry buddy um and then max of course max is like the most heartbreaking moment of that entire thing where Lucas is holding her and like she can't see, she can't feel anything because he's basically paralyzed her and blinded her. And then she died and being the fourth horseman of Vecna's apocalypse, opened the gates to the upside down and, you know, miraculously uh, Eleven is able to save her. And honestly, that kind of felt cheap. That was the moment where I was like, I hated that Max was being chosen to die, but honestly, it felt earned at that point. And yeah, her being saved does not feel earned. Like, what did she do? She jumped in her mind to make her live. Like, I I don't understand that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I thought it was really weird the way that they kept her alive. Um, I I think it would have been great if they did kill her off there, in the sense that, like you said, it was earned. It was really well played out overall for her character arc. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're keeping her around because she's going to have a stronger impact in the next season. I'm interested to hear what you think they're going to do with with uh, Max's arc as a whole next season because I could see it going a couple different ways, whether it be that she ends up gaining some like powers out of mm-hmm. this whole ordeal or she becomes uh, like number one's soldier in some way because of what happened as well yeah because it it doesn't it leaves it all to interpretation i Mm -hmm. i love the the callback to 
classic horror films when Vecna dies and falls out of the the window and onto the ground. They see his body. They get down there, and then the body's gone. That yeah, is I called just that one. Halloween. <laughs> that is what it is. Halloween when the exact same thing happened, um, that he's still out there. He's somewhere. I do think that his physical form is dead, and I almost think that, in my mind, Vecna either is going to something bigger, like going to be a bigger monster, or he's like possessed something nearby, a la potentially Max. That's my thought process of it, where it's like maybe he's hiding out in her mind, kind of injured and like nursing his own wounds in time for him to like come out and be even like a bigger bad in season five for like this big finale. That's kind of where my thought process was going. And I don't know if any of that is true or maybe he did just like get up and limp away with Vecna's body. (laughs) But I, I think that he like he's obviously still out there somewhere. Yeah, I think Max is definitely going to have some sort of role to uh, kind of uh, expand where what she did in this season um, with season five. I just don't know what exactly that's going to look like. Obviously, there's a few ways that we already talked about, but mm-hmm. they could completely surprise us at the same time. Because um, what if she's I, like, what if she's another Will? You know, like Will got possessed yeah. by the Mind Flayer and now right. he has like this spider sense any time that the upside down has leaked out <laughs> literally a spider yeah, yeah like literally like the hairs are coming back i'm like oh is this toby <laughs> mcguire from spider-man one <laughs> oh no it's just will byers you know, maybe maybe max is going to be in that same boat like who knows yeah. but the weird thing is that 11 is like jumping into her mind and there's no response which is like super strange i don't know if that's just the like medical coma that she's in or something but I don't know. Kind of yeah, weird. it's hard to say, honestly. There was a lot of question marks at the end as to, like, what exactly happened. You know, like, uh, obviously the earthquake occurred, right, or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, where rifts opened on the night of. But then when they fast-forwarded two days, the rifts were gone, and everyone just thought it was a regular earthquake. And then yeah. at the end, we get this, like, snowfall, but not really snow. It's upside-down dust. Mm-hmm. And now the rifts are opening up again. It's like, okay, why did that happen? What's going on exactly? We don't really know. Very confusing. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot to explain in the next season, but they they left us with a lot of questions, to say the least. I, I just don't understand it because I, okay, she revived Max, so then it closed those gates, and that's what I was interpreting until the final scene where they see just, like, the Grand Canyon to the Upside Down. It's like, what? I... Like, what was the point of saving Max at this point? Because I almost would be okay with Max being saved if it, like, prevented the apocalypse. But, like, the apocalypse is here. So you might as well have gotten, like, the emotional damage from losing one of the main characters. Because I I just feel like there's so much plot armor that's happening. It's going to make things seem not as severe. Because you're going to think, oh, well, you know, they're not going to kill off one of the main characters. Eleven can just revive them. It's fine. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I I wonder how this next season is going to look like. I think that the I did see a quote on Twitter or something. The Duffer Brothers were talking about next season, and they basically mm-hmm. said that it's going to be 
less, you know, development for the characters and more kind of like straight to the action, which makes me think that this is going to be the same kind of villain. And this is almost like an intermission for part two right. of trying to kill Vecna. And we're not going to get those moments that have really loved with this season. Um, I hope they have some time to make some character development. Cause honestly, one of my favorite parts of uh, episode eight or nine, probably nine was with, um, with Steve Harrington again, like, the babysitter can do no wrong. Like I just love <laughs> him talking about like his dreams of like having an RV and like wanting to be better. And it's like, yes, Steve, that is what you did. Like you were an a-hole in season one and you learned <laughs> from that. And now you're like the best character in Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, they were very heavy on the like love triangles in those last two episodes. It was kind of true all throughout the season, but I think mm-hmm. they really laid it down in those last couple where there was a love, a love action going on with Steve and Nancy. And then of course, when Jonathan and Nancy rejoined, and then there was Hop and Joyce, and then there was Eleven and Mike, and then there's Mike and um, Will. It's like, there's a lot going on here. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and then of and course Robin, we didn't even talk about Max and um, Lucas. What's his name? Lucas. Yeah, and Robin there was just a lot the, going on. Like, oh yeah, Vicky. yeah. <laughs> at the end, it's like, oh, everyone's yeah. saved. Okay, now we're gonna talk about PB and J's. It's like, did you guys not know what just happened? Max had all of her limbs snapped just a second ago, two <laughs> days ago. Just madness. Just madness. Um, yeah, and then they like completely forgot that that dude. Like, uh, sacrifice his life to get the bats off of them. Yeah. Yeah. It, which is like, like they didn't even sad. talk about him. Yeah. Yeah. No one did. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Did, did you realize that he's not around? No, it's fine. He's probably just like at his house or something. <laughs> yeah. Which I wonder, you know, Max was being tormented by Vecna this entire time because of what she saw with Billy. My thinking is almost for next season, what if through the trauma of this season, there's more victims like uh, Dustin with Eddie and um, Lucas with Max, you know, that sort of thing where kind of everybody is living off this trauma because Vecna, that's how he works. That's how he operates is by like tormenting them by their own, you know, true. Thinking. But wasn't he doing that specifically to open up the portals? Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess it's true. I don't know. So it's like, like without know. that, is he like, still going to keep doing that? Is Vecna like even that interesting of a bad guy at that point? You know? Yeah, I feel like there has to be some sort of like new element that we haven't seen yet um, yeah. with Vecna or whatever replaces Vecna next season. Because I, you, you have to think it the big bad is Vecna because he, the one revelation right. that I enjoyed, which I'm like, I can't believe I didn't see this sooner was that the mind flare is basically his own shape based upon his love for black widows. It's like, right. Oh, cool. That was so, good. I agree. so he's <laughs> the big bad. Like Vecna is the big bad. And I, I don't, I know we like speculated last peer review of like, maybe there's a bigger bad. Um, I don't know. Did you feel that you wanted a bigger bad? Or do you think Vecna is, is the best big bad we could get? 
I I still am holding out hope that there is a bigger bad because there is a lot going on in the upside down and it clearly existed before he came into it. So yeah. why not? Why not give us something a little bit extra to kind of put us over the top and see why Vecna even exists and mm-hmm. what this black smoke monster is? Is he from the lost universe? Tell us more about the black smoke monster. That's true. I want to know more. This could be the same (laughs) shared universe. You're so right. Because there's honestly, like, this is a very ordinary world in general. Besides, like, you know, basically 90% of the plot. It's a very ordinary. (laughs) It's a very ordinary world. I think it would be really cool if, yes, there is this, like, mystical smoke monster there. Someone put it there. And then also... Where are all these people, these kids with powers coming from? Like, how did Creel, Victor Creel, or uh, whatever his son, whatever, you know, the guy is, Henry. Yeah. I couldn't even remember his How did he get his powers? Yeah, how did he get his powers? Like, was he given those powers by the biggest bad? That would be sweet. Like, some sort of revelation. How did they transfer that into the other subjects? Did did those subjects already have those powers or did they transfer them from Creel? Yeah. Those are the questions I'd like to know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like I have no idea because there was no, there was no sign of 11 having powers before she got there, at least that we know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so strange. Yeah. I have no idea. There's still so many unanswered questions. And if this is the last season, Ooh, man, I, I hope they make it count. Like, I want some great lore pieces, but ones that yeah. make sense. I hope it all fits together. And I hope we don't I have as so many too. questions. <laughs> I so. feel like they put themselves in a really difficult spot the way that they put these two episodes together mm-hmm. because now they have an entire season to wrap this up and they gave us a lot more questions. Yeah. And so they're going to not only need to make it entertaining enough for this like final showdown but also mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that they need to explain during the action which is going to be a really tough balance in my opinion but a- i'm i'm i i trust the duffer brothers i think they've they haven't left, let us down so far i agree with you i agree with you i i think that you hit a really good point to where i think I know part of the reason why I enjoyed part one more than part two is because part mm. one, I felt like we were getting there. We were yeah. getting to knowing this story. Part two, I feel like we've taken a couple steps back. <laughs> like yeah. I, I am, I'm not sure where they're going to go with this. Um, I, I hope for the best and I'm optimistic about it. And I think that they'll do a good job and hopefully it won't, you know, take years to get season five. But yeah, it's just so many too. questions, so many questions because you go there and I, I thought it was so strange to see like a demo just walking around and upside down. It's like, what is he <laughs> yeah, doing here? It's just one dude. Like, are you sure this is not Mars? Like, are we sure <laughs> this is not Mars? Um, I don't know. Those things have to come from something. And they never really explain what the upside down is still to like a different yeah. dimension, but so many so many you know questions um, yeah we got a good explanation of what happened to one after he got sent to the upside down but i was expecting a little bit more explanation of what that place was and what mm-hmm. he figured out while he was exploring there 
But really, all he told us is that he got a bunch more power while he was hanging out. And they never explain, you know, like, why can you control vines? Why are you covered in (laughs) vines? Like, he looks messed up, sure, but he's not covered in vines. He doesn't have, like, these vines that literally go over the entire upside down. Uh, So, I don't know. I don't know. It's, It's very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. I'm excited to see where it goes, for sure. Um, were there any big moments from these past two episodes? Mm, I still say that Argyle is super underrated. I love, I love every scene that he's in. <laughs> every <laughs> like scene. how he, like how they convinced that um, that pizza guy to let <laughs> let them just take over the store while yeah. it's closed. It was so fantastic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like I felt like he didn't have as much going on for him. In this, mm-hmm. in these two episodes, I do think that they put more of the focus on the Byers brothers, which I did appreciate. I, I really enjoy their relationship together. Um, I still don't know what Will, what's going on with Will. Like they never just explicitly said. Yeah, it is weird. It's weird how they kind of keep us in the dark, but they, but they're telling us that something's up, but they're not telling yeah. us what's up. Like you could even perhaps assume that he's into 11 but i don't think that's the case i think he's into mike yeah but it's weird that they're just not explicitly telling us like we thought or i thought that they would at least explain it when he started talking to his brother yeah brother's like you can tell me anything i thought he was gonna tell him then yeah but he didn't um i agree though i like that they gave the buyers brothers some time together because we haven't had enough of that i still think there's not enough with jonathan like we didn't get the explanation or the discussion or the back and forth between him and Nancy that I was expecting. Mm-hmm. I was expecting a little bit more out of them seeing each other for the first time in like over a year. And yet all they really talked about is like, Hey, did you get your offer letters? Oh no, not yet. Okay. And that was pretty much it. <laughs> the offer lover letter that he knows that he's not getting. It's like, yeah, like it, I think he did get it and he didn't get in. Right. I, I don't even think he applied, right? Like he was he was going to oh, community college with Argyle. Yeah. And it's right. like uh that relationship was honestly like I don't know. It it's just not going anywhere for me. Like I, I think it's going to happen in season 5 cuz it's going to have to. But it was just very interesting. Like I I didn't find that super compelling. I also didn't find the Russia stuff super compelling mm-hmm. at the very beginning. Like the fight with, you know, all the demo demogorgons everywhere with the flamethrower and the random sword. Like, I I need to rewatch <laughs> yeah. that episode because, or at least that part of the episode because I'm like, where did that sword come from? That's literally the same thing I said when he picked it up. It's like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I like what? when I thought about it for a second, I was like, maybe maybe they grabbed the sword when they were picking up all the weapons for when they were planning to fight the demogorgon together and someone just picked up a sword and then died and just left it there but like otherwise where the hell did this uh like he-man sword come from and i just love that hopper is a natural like he's chopping off limbs and (laughs) chopping off heads all while slow-mo yeah all in slow-mo all while dodging all of demogorgon's attacks and i'm like okay (laughs) cool cool he's a very very local sheriff in indiana (laughs) perfect (laughs) 
Russia changes you. I get it. But like, wow, that that's something. Um, but I did. I, I liked Hop in his relationship with uh, Joyce. That was really nice. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed that. I, I thought that that was like well deserved and like long time yeah. coming because it's been happening for, you know, multiple seasons now. I just I wonder where the Steve Harrington love triangle is going to go. Like I definitely think one of those two guys between Steve and Jonathan will die. In yeah. Five. Let me follow up about Hopper for a second. So okay. we've we've watched this entire season now. Do you feel like it was worth it to bring Hop back? Because again, Hop died at the end yeah. of season three. Like he straight up died. Yeah. And then again, once again, they found a way to bring him back again to the story. Mm-hmm. And I agree. He's a great character. I love Hop as a character. But do you feel like it was worth it all overall in this season? Or could we have gone without Hop? And giving him that send off, that emotional send off that we got in season three. That's a good point. That's a good point. The emotional send off was pretty great. Like it was very heartfelt. But in the same time, I don't know what Joyce and Murray would have been doing. Like I don't know what <laughs> yeah. give them purpose in this season. And I feel right. like I love their characters so much that I wanted them busy doing something. And yeah, you know, maybe for season five they'll just butt off and they'll, you know, do their own thing. And I think that's great. Like he gives like some, he kind of like anchors Murray and Joyce because they're both kind of like kind of all over the place and he is kind of very steady. So I like that. I just, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think it'll survive next season? I, I don't have an answer for that, but I agree with you that he kind of does anchor that storyline with Joyce and I mean we did get some classic Yuri lines out of the process so honestly uh, I'll take it it's a net Um, positive net positive (laughs) net positive with the Russia storyline I agree with you the the uh the pacing was a little weird on the Russia stuff because they like left they they saw the Demogorgons being uh like planted more or less and then they left, and then they decided to come back to the prison. It was really weird. Like, there's plenty of guns in the prison. Why couldn't they have just done that while they were there and just destroyed all the Demogorgons? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But it, overall, I think it was a worthwhile storyline. Um, but again, the part of it that was in the la- latter half of the season seemed like it got stretched out longer than it needed to. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I feel like this seven the first seven episodes perfectly paced i think that they could have ironed out these last two episodes made them three smaller episodes and made a 10 episode series like a normal human being and it would have been perfect (laughs) like there's nothing wrong with this this season i just i hope that they don't do more things like this because i i think they're a master of their craft for episodes i don't Mm -hmm. think that that translates well with movies yeah it makes me wonder how involved netflix was in the production of this season and Mm -hmm. if they really pushed for that that segmented season to kind of help push the popularity of the show and keep the clicks coming um because again this was 
those two episodes were written and directed by the Duffer Brothers, who have had really good episodes mm -hmm. in the past in all the previous seasons. And so it was really odd to see that we have these really chunky two episodes that were oddly paced, and there was just a lot of big action set pieces with like epic music in the background. <laughs> it's like it didn't really fit the vibe that we'd been getting uh, for the last like four and a half seasons or three and a half seasons. Mm -hmm. um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with the last season and if they decide to break it up like that and if they're going to have just the regular one hour episodes or if they're going to have more of these two or those big two and a half hour chunky episodes. Yeah, I wonder if they're just like seeing the success of kind of looking at a Netflix show, they might have a few weeks of being the top of everyone's watch list and, and doing all these things. And then you, I guess, last summer, having the Fear Street series come out, where every month, was it month or was it week? I don't remember. know. I thought it was like every week or two weeks. Maybe it was like every that. week or two weeks. But like having that just like, uh, I don't know, like just like small little doses here and there yeah. to just yeah. completely extend the lifespan of Fear Street that would not have done well and would have, you know, dissipated. No one would really even pay attention to it if it was six episodes. But That's maybe true. they're just seeing the success of previous things and hoping for the best. I, I just hope that I, I just want a f straightforward season, season five. I, I would be happy with that. And let the Duffer Brothers be the Duffer Brothers. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Speaking of which, uh, have we have you seen what's going on with the Duffer Brothers and how they're creating their own production studio? No, I did not see that. Yeah, so it's called Upside Down Productions, <laughs> believe it really? or not. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of the one thing that caught my eye is that they have been um, activated for a death note live action series wow that they're gonna okay. that they're gonna create and i'm into it i'm pretty excited to see what they do with that yeah um after they finish up stranger things they've said that they're not going to be involved with any spinoffs so it seems like this is the next step for them perfect i love that and i love that they're not going to do any spinoffs because just let it let it be these five seasons and let's move on let these guys do what they want and go from there that's awesome. Totally agree. Death Note is perfectly their vibe. I feel like that yeah. that sounds perfect for them. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm really interested to see how they do that in a live action series and what changes they make if they make it more of like a US-based show versus how it is in the anime series. But I trust them to do a good job on that. 100%. All right, Yasser. Have you done much rewatching? of seasons one through three. <laughs> oh yeah i forgot yes i have um okay. i got through almost all of the first two seasons okay and let me say real quick the first season was fantastic like okay. now that we've watched all of season four it's really hard for me to say definitively that i love that i think season four is the top of the mountain it's hard to say um because there's a lot of things that season four kind of innovates in and does differently than the previous seasons that I think should be lauded. And especially those first seven episodes, I think it was probably the best pacing that I've ever seen on a Stranger Things season. 
Um, but man, that season one, I was surprised by how good the younger actors actually acted in that first season. Like they're so young, but they're so good. And the writing was fantastic that it, it kind of just brought all those characters to life, even though they were probably still learning the craft a bit. Um, season two, I thought was a little underrated. Like we talk about it as like a, a kind of sequel to the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of was, but there were a lot of new interesting things that got introduced in that season, including obviously um, Max as a main character yeah. mm-hmm. and Billy as a, a secondary character in the show. So I didn't get to season three, but I think we're in agreement that season three is one of the better seasons as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, I recently just rewatched season three. Really like it. Oh, did you really? Yeah, yeah. Um, did you watch that before season four came out? Before season four, but it, it was like okay. months ago. Um, yeah, I yeah. just had a hankering to to watch it, and really good, really really good. I was like, you're you're scared. It's believable. Billy is a fantastic antagonist. I I just yeah. that actor really kills it, uh, and. I, I think for me, that it would definitely be over season two, even though season two is probably not bad. Like, I think all of the seasons are good. I yeah. I really think highly of season three. But season one, I feel like if I would watched it the same way you did, I don't know. Maybe I would put season one above season four. But to me, I feel like it's between season one and season four in yeah. my mind. I agree. So what's our definitive ranking? Uh, you go first. I, I think... And this is going to be recency bias. I think yeah. I I really liked where season four overall went through it. I think the first seven mm-hmm. episodes could have taken down any season. Easy. Yeah. Yep. Adding in the two extra episodes does weigh it down, but I feel like there was enough there to make me put season four above season one. But honestly, if I watch season one, that, that answer might change. But I would go four, one, three, two. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you. I think season four, the first seven episodes on their own, I don't think they can be matched. I totally agree with you. But I think, in my opinion, those last two episodes weighed down enough where I would put season one on top. Um, It's the original season. We get all these new characters and this new storyline, and it really never loses its stride at any point. Mm -hmm. And... To me, it just is the more well-rounded up, more well-rounded season. But I think the highest highs of season four definitely outmatched the highest highs of season one, which is gotcha. saying something because season yeah. one had a lot of great moments too. Um, as far as season two and three, I can't say for sure yet. I'm, I'm going to put them as three A and three B on my list until I rewatch both. But I okay. think you're probably right. I think season three, from what I remember of it had a better overall storyline with the mind flayer and Billy. Uh, it was really exciting and also kind of horrifying at times. I think it's also knowing that season three happened because he needed to gain Eleven's power to open portals. That to me yeah. makes me think even higher of season three because it was like, oh, the purpose was never to kill anybody. The purpose was to gain her ability to open portals. Mm-hmm. Like it was all like a game of chess 
Uh, yep. So very good point. And to introduce Scoops Ahoy, Steve, and Scoops Ahoy, Robin. So. That's true. And Robin <laughs> is one of my favorite characters. And so Absolutely. we must protect her at all costs. And she survived, just protect like Robin. most everyone. <laughs> um, well, perfect. I think that's where we'll end it. Season four. Go check it out. Part one and part two. Both fantastic. Let us know what we missed, what you want to talk about it or how you liked it compared to other seasons. Uh, you can email us at rxp.podcast at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Twitter, rxp underscore podcast, or find us on YouTube, rxp space podcast. Not space podcast, but you know what I mean. Like a space, you know, the place <laughs> in between the two words. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us. Uh, shout out to Grandmaster Doug for the tunes, and we'll see you next time.